0: It is uh, Monday. It's Martin Luther King Day. We are uh, on the job today because we wanted to make sure that uh, we cover Virginia. uh, And we have two, three people on the ground uh, in Virginia uh, today to cover it, to make sure that we get uh, the story right,
1: uh, unlike I think the media is going to do on this today.
0: I think Uh, they'll do a great job.
1: I think their coverage is going to be accurate. It's going to be well balanced. Oh, yeah. It's going to be nuanced in the understanding of the Second Amendment. Well, they've already called them just yesterday. uh, 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 It's a uh, gathering of white supremacists. So. I mean, technically, a gathering only needs to be two. So there's pr- probably, <laughs> there's probably there's be two, two, even yeah. if they're like vendors, like hot dog yeah. vendors that work
0: nearby. Right, right. It'll be at least two. So, And if you're there uh, or going to the rally, we'd like to talk to you today, um, and we'll keep our phones open. We have Steve Dace on today to talk about the uh, Iowa caucus. Boy, did Nancy Pelosi screw... Everybody ex- except really, strangely, Bernie Sanders isn't that weird. Uh, Burgess Owens going to be with us. John Joe Biden, you mean? Uh, uh, yeah, Joe Biden. Yeah. Uh, uh, John Miller will be with us. Alan Dershowitz coming up in just a second, and we start with Martin Luther King and Virginia in just a minute.
2: Fusion of entertainment and enlightenment.
3: We will be able to speed up that day when all of God's children, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics, will be able to join hands and singing the words of the old Negro spiritual, free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, we are free at last. Now is the time to rise from the dark and desolate valley of segregation to the sunlit path of racial justice. Now is the time to lift our nation from the quicksands of racial injustice to the solid rock of brotherhood. Now is the time to make justice a reality for all of God's children. And I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you, but I want you to know tonight
2: that we as a people will get to the promised land.
4: Dr. Martin Luther King
5: has been shot and wounded, possibly critically wounded, in Memphis, Tennessee, this evening. Dr. Martin Luther King, the apostle of nonviolence in the civil rights movement, has been shot to death in Memphis, Tennessee. ...all points bulletin for a well-dressed young white man seen running from the scene.
0: For centuries, man's freedom has been crushed, contained or at best discouraged, and sometimes in subtle ways. In the days of Solomon, he decried that man could learn too much, that one shouldn't dig too deeply nor read too often, saying that too much reading led to the weariness of the flesh, that the search for knowledge is where Adam and Eve went wrong, thus proving that learning leads to man's downfall or his sin. St. Paul, centuries later, said basically the same thing. In 1500, Francis Bacon wrote to the king trying to convince him that man could never learn too much, that knowledge could not somehow also contain the serpent. Yet free thought continued to be squashed. Immanuel Kant, the man who first described the Milky Way as a collection of suns in the fashion that we now know it, wrote in 1760, There are many things that I believe that I shall never say, but I shall never say the things that I do not believe. The Courage to Speak One's Mind In 1760, our most precious freedom, the freedom of thought, had not yet been born. Yet, just a few years later, on the other side of the globe, sat a man alone in a hotel room, his wife dying in bed hundreds of miles away from him. As he scratched words on paper, we find these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, with certain unalienable rights given to them by their creator, among them life, liberty, and property. It was later changed to the pursuit of happiness to make sure the slave trade would finally come to an end. I'm not sure if we really understand the impact of those words. Man has never been as free to think as man is now. The Chinese dissidents didn't make a Statue of Liberty in Tiananmen Square out of happenstance. Americans changed the world. Our freedom of thought allowed men to discover electricity. The light bulb, the car, the phone, the motion picture, the radio, the television, the computer, to put a man on the moon,
5: Which of these men will be first to orbit the Earth. I cannot tell you, and a
0: spacecraft on Mars. We're safe on Mars. It was in the American century that the theory of relativity was conceived, leading Einstein to say, "The thing that strikes me about America is the joyous, positive attitude to life." The smile on the faces of the people is one of the greatest assets of the American. He's friendly, self-confident, optimistic, and without envy. The American lives more for his goals, for the future. Life for him is always becoming, never being. His emphasis is laid on the we and never the I. So today as we are free to celebrate, relax, think, read, say anything, ask yourself this, are we still more about the goals for the future? Is life for us always about becoming and never being? And are we still part of the we and not the I? You know, when Jefferson first wrote those words, they were words of treason and certain execution but today they are free to echo throughout the land as words of the American spirit and our hope that we do hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights and among them life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And in support of this declaration, with firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. Our founders changed the world with those few words. And over 200 years later, a black preacher from the South, Dr. Martin Luther King, helped make sure that the promise of liberty was real for all Americans. Free at, last. free at last. Free
3: at last. Free at last. Thank God Almighty. Thank God
0: Almighty.
3: We are free at last.
0: We are free at last. Welcome to the program. It is uh, Martin Luther King Day, and uh, we're going to go to Virginia here in just a second. Let me give you a one-minute commercial quickly, and then we'll right, go right to uh, Virginia. Uh, we welcome back to the program to Covis Boots, um, you know they they, um, they just took a survey on what the American footwear is. What is the American shoe? And it is the cowboy boot. And there's something about the cowboy boot that is universal. And it's an attitude. And it's not an attitude like, "Hey, dig me." Those are those are people that are wearing the cheap fake cowboy boots, you know, and they're wearing. They're just wearing them out on Friday night. A cowboy boot is something of quality and integrity. It's a, a, a cowboy is a promise and a handshake. That's what it is. And that's the way Covis makes their cowboy boots. There's a certain type of person walking around the stage of this old world, and he's the cowboy in all of us. He is hardworking, filled with grit, determined to see the world through a certain lens, and that's Takovas. When you put a pair of Takovas boots on, that cowboy is you. You find your frontier. You do everything. You do what you know is right. You do it at the best of your ability, and you don't cut corners. And that's the way Takovas makes their boots. Over 200 handmade steps that have to be taken in every pair of Takovas boots. But the other thing about cowboys is they don't pay high prices. They don't they look for the right deal. So, go find the frontier inside of you. Right now, when you make a hundred and fifty dollar purchase and you enter Beck at checkout, you're gonna get a free hand stitched calfskin card case. It's a forty five dollar value. Can carry your cards and your cash in it. Tacovis does not discount their products because they sell them directly to you at amazing prices already. This is twice the boot for half the cost. Card case is free with a $150 purchase, but only through the end of January. So go now to Tacovis, that's T E C O V A S dot com, Slash Beck. Find your pair. Remember, enter the promo code Beck at checkout. Tacovis Western Goods for your frontier. We have Cam Edwards on now. He's the host of Bearing Arms, uh, Cam and Company, and co-host of 40 Acres and a Fool. It can be heard here on the uh, Blaze Radio and TV Network. Just go to blazetv.com and uh, sign up now. Cam is in Virginia, and he's actually at the state capitol, where they have just started screening people for security to be able to get in. He's also going to be speaking uh, today in front of the capitol. Welcome to the program, Cam. How are you?
3: I'm good,
4: Glenn. Thanks so much for having me back.
0: So when I was in Israel uh, and I was doing a big project over there called Restoring Courage, the State Department was very well aware and George Soros was very aware of what we were doing. And uh, they did everything they could to discourage people from coming. They, the State Department actually issued the day of. Uh, all Americans should not be anywhere near the Temple Mount because of security uh, on that day i feel like the same thing is being done uh in virginia is there a real sense of foreboding and danger there or do you think this is hype
4: you know honestly when i got to tell you i mean there are tens of thousands of virginians that are downtown right now and and the the mood here is, is not one of fear and foreboding you've got a lot of folks with smiles on their faces they're energized to see their fellow gun owners. I talked with folks from Lebanon, Virginia, which is about a six-hour drive from Richmond. They headed out last night and arrived. There are uh, folks coming in from all across the state and really even, you know, all across the country. I talked with a gentleman who drove up from North Carolina, not to start any trouble, but because he wanted to stand with Virginians in support of their Second Amendment rights. And, you know, so far, that that is what we have seen here. There are several thousand people on the grounds of the state capitol. Uh, there are far more Surrounding the uh, the state capitol outside of that security perimeter, uh, but everybody has been peaceful. Everybody has been uh, uh, calm, and everybody is is hoping to send that 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 message to Governor Ralph Northam that uh, his gun control agenda is a huge mistake, and Virginians want no part of it.
0: So, so Cam, the you say there's a lot more people outside of the per- security perimeter. Are they coming in? Or are they? Are they out because they are carrying uh, weapons? What? Mm-hmm. Tell me what's... I think it's
4: a mix of both. Uh, there, there is a long line to, to get in. The uh, There is one entrance into the Capitol. There are multiple magnetometers uh, set up by the uh, Capitol Police. The folks are being screened as they go in. And there there is a steady stream of folks coming in. Uh, but yes, outside of that perimeter, there are a lot of folks who, who are carrying, either concealed. Uh, I have seen a number of folks who are open carrying rifles. Uh, you know, and it, it's... it's Glenn, it's a, it's, a, it's a very broad crowd. I mean, you've got moms and dads who are here with their kids. You've got folks who are, you know, up in their militia outfits. Uh, you've got, you know, black, white, young, old. Uh, it really is a, a cross-section of Virginia, but everybody's getting along, and I think everybody is here. I, I believe the vast, vast majority of the folks here are here for uh, that one purpose to lobby lawmakers to, to oppose what Ralph Northam's trying to do.
0: Cam, thank you very much. I appreciate it. We'll check in with you uh, later. Host of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company, and uh, 40 Acres and a Fool, heard on Blaze TV. Thank you so much. Appreciate it, Cam. Thanks, uh, Let's uh, Let me tell you about a, uh, a sponsor of ours. It's American Financing. If you have unmanageable credit cards, uh, you have a job layoff or a medical emergency or car trouble, all of these things, they can happen even in a perfect world. But we don't live in a perfect world, so they are going to happen. And debt tends to feed on itself. And when you're carrying even a heavier burden on your shoulders, it can be easy to lose hope. But don't do that. Don't lose hope. You're not alone. Make today the day you choose to do something about it. If you take 10 minutes out of your day, you could get a free mortgage review from the good people over at American Financing. Learn how... You can refinance your debt to pay down your mortgage. If you do, you're apt to get a much lower interest rate. And here's the best part. You'll have only one month payment. Uh, You'll only have one monthly payment to focus on. So in other words, you don't have to worry about all those credit card bills because they're all going to be rolled into one, and it's going to be a lot less expensive. By the way, for homeowners who got loans in 2018 or earlier, refinancing now could save hundreds of dollars per month on your mortgage if you bought your house in 2018 yes american financing family-owned their salary-based mortgage consultants work for you and not the bank call american financing at 800-906-2440 800-906-2440 americanfinancing.net american financing
5: corporation nmls 182334 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org
0: all right let's break for 10 seconds station id Alan Dershowitz is going to join us here in just a couple of minutes uh, with the latest. He's is and he been appointed uh, to the Trump team for impeachment. He's said some things that I guess are very controversial. I don't see the controversy in them, but uh, we're going to talk to him coming up in a second. First, let me go to George in Virginia. Hello, George. Welcome.
5: Hey, good morning, Glenn. Uh, my dad's name was Glenn. He died at age 400, and I wow. still miss him every day. Well, wow, thank you. Anyway, uh, I marched with Martin Luther King back in August of 1964, and uh, you—if you were back in that era—he seemed fairly radical. But compared to today's today's no. people, he would have been thrown out. He wasn't nearly radical enough. But yeah. would you like to know what he told us when uh, when we marched with him?
0: You—you you marched with him.
5: Yeah, back in 1964, the uh, Democrat uh convention, presidential convention, was in Atlantic City. I was a waiter in Atlantic City. One of my, one of my black waiter friends said, George, you want to do something uh, interesting today a- after we get off? I said, what are we going to do? And uh, he said, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King is in town. Uh, I'm going to go, and we're going to march with him. You want to come? I said, yeah. He said, a uh, little caveat here, you might get hit on the head by a club. <laughs> I said, well... <laughs> I won't like that. Anyway, he said, you have to obey the rules. And I said, what are they? And he said, well, Dr. King will give them to us. So the rule, first thing they said, you have $2 in your pocket if you don't we'll supply them. And that was because you couldn't be arrested and uh, charged with vagrancy if you had at least $2. Mm. And uh, he told us no profanity, no vulgarity on our signs. And if we got hit, we weren't allowed to hit back. I thought, Oh, that really sucks. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, uh, it was uh, there were probably two hundred or so of us, and it was uh, it was a memorable experience.
0: You a white guy?
5: Yeah, I'm white. Yeah, a uh, seventy six year old old white guy. <laughs>
0: wow. <laughs> How are you feeling about that now, huh? Because it's
5: well, old white guys yeah, that are the I'm, problem. I'm supposed to be in Richmond today with my with my people, but. Uh, my doctor, I have bronchitis, and mm. uh, I don't know how I got it, but I'm usually very healthy. But he said, you go down on Monday, you'll come back Tuesday and die. So wow. Well, I I'm glad am. you're staying Thank at you home then, George. My yeah,
0: God bless huh? you. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, it's um, It's amazing how Martin Luther King has now become more of a hero of the right
1: than the left. Yeah, I mean, I, I think... Part of that is we've looked at it as sort of the things he was saying rather than the idea of someone who's offering radical change, right? Right. And, you know, it's it's interesting in that, like, the big problem with racism pre-Martin Luther King, right, is that people make race too important, right? White people uh, who were racists back in the day uh, were the people who were saying white, Identity is important, and the same thing, of course, exists today in whatever white supremacist tiny you know sects there are, and and, I would, say, and, and everything I would say, and I would say
0: that it also exists in the African immunity, uh, African comu- uh, African American community in small sects as well, it, where they it, course, hate
1: yeah. Black, white people, Black Panthers, and, yeah. and, and and such. But the issue that Martin Luther King, at least my impression of the issue, uh, from you know his words. Were that he wanted race to be less important. The the the, the cure of of white people finding race a race too important was not to say that black people instead should find race too important or that white people should find race too important, but change the dynamics so that white people are evil. It was that race should just be less important. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be something considered when interacting with other human beings. This this was more Malcolm X than martin luther king mm. that's what mark
0: malcolm x thought you know get the white devils um and and that doesn't succeed and i don't know when the left is uh, is going to get that i probably never because they really they're they are filled with a lot of rage and a lot of hatred and a lot of uh, misconceptions uh about what's real and
1: what's not yeah i mean it- the the goal is supposed to be you don't base relationships on these immutable characteristics, right? You don't base it on whatever sexual orientation or gender or these things are supposed to fade away and you're supposed to in, you're supposed to treat people as individuals. Well, that's a terrible message for today's collectivist, mm-hmm. right? You can't be you can't mm-hmm. be treating people as individuals if you're a collectivist. The whole point of this is to put people into groups and mass summarize them. And say this group is evil and this group is evil and this group is evil. They just wanted to change the groups around, mm-hmm. which doesn't solve the problem at all. No, it, it makes just makes it, it worse.
0: This makes it worse. You're going to go now into, what, 400 years of, of reverse racism. I, I, and the pattern continues. We, I think we were on the right track. I think we really had um, a few years of being on the right track where my generation, your generation, we don't see color and now we're being taught that we have to see color mm-hmm. and no, wait, that's the opposite yeah. of what Martin Luther King. And I really think that a lot of people, both black and white, thought we were we were not perfect, we, but mm. we were moving in the right direction. And I will tell you now, 10 years, 15 years later, I think people would say we're moving in the wrong direction. Yeah. Remember when
1: Barack Obama was elected, everyone was told this is going to be a post-racial presidency. The opposite has happened. Yeah. In fact, they, I don't even think they would embrace that terminology no. anymore. They, they no. wouldn't want it to be something where we didn't no. notice race. That's bad, though. No. It's amazing.
0: Uh, all right. We have Alan Dershowitz uh, on with us. He is on the Trump team to uh, go in and fight starting tomorrow this impeachment. We'll get the strategy and his latest controversy next uh buy one get one nothing better there's something almost mischievous about it like you're pulling a fast one however nothing could be further from the truth when it comes to mike lindell's latest offer a buy one get one on his sets of giza dream sheets these are the best Mike knows what he's doing, and he what he's doing is saying thank you to you. You've helped make My Pillow, his company, into what it is today, and he wants to show his gratitude. So he has the Giza Dream Sheets, and they're made from the world's best cotton. And they're ultra soft, they're breathable, they're extremely durable, they are inexpensive, and they get softer the more you use them. As promised, the Giza Dream Sheets are buy one set and get one free with the promo code back. Remember. All MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee, but you're not going to send these back. These are great sheets. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, buy one pair of Yeezus sheets, and get the second one free. Also, deep discounts on all other MyPillow products. Enter the promo code BECK. Call 800-966-3117 or go to MyPillow.com. Promo code BECK.
1: You click over to your podcast app today and sign up for the Glenn Beck podcast, as well as Stu Does America, which starts this week. Check it out BlazeTV.com. Use a promo code Glenn, 10 bucks off.
6: He absolutely is entitled to the best constitutional
4: defense he can get. What he's not entitled to is Alan pretending
1: like he's some sort of neutral observer instead of what he is, which is Donald Trump's lawyer. For some reason, you don't want to admit that. And, and I, that, that's, that's up to you. But you are sort of you are pretending that there is some sort of perfect constitutional sweet spot. It doesn't have to be a crime, but it can't be uh, simply being a bad president, that there is some magical area in there that is an impeachable offense. And I think straightforwardly that abuse of power, it's. The 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 framers recognized it. That's what's the issue in this case. And the senators are perfectly capable of determining whether what the president did is a violation of his own.
0: Alan Dershowitz is here. uh, And uh, I want to ask you, Alan, maybe I've missed this, but they're not accusing him of abuse of power, are they? They're saying that he uh, um, uh, he he refused to uh, acquiesce to Congress. Well, there are
6: two uh, articles of impeachment. The second is obstruction of Congress, and that's just a a false accusation. It's
0: a separate branch.
6: It's a separate branch. The president's entitled to leave it to the courts to decide uh, whether or not members of the executive have to comply with subpoenas, but they do also charge him in the Ukraine matter with abuse of power, but abuse of power was discussed by the framers. It was given as a reason why we should have Uh, impeachment in the Constitution at all. But then when it came to coming up with criteria for impeachment, the framers refused to include abuse of power because it was too broad, too open-ended. And in the words of uh, James Madison, who's the father of our Constitution, would leave presidents to serve at the will of Congress. And that's exactly what the framers didn't want, which is why they were very specific and said a president can be impeached only for treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. Misdemeanors are crimes. And according to Blackstone, whose book was the most influential one at the time, uh, a misdemeanor is
0: a species of crime. We think of it now like jaywalking, but that's not what it was meant at the time.
6: No, misdemeanor. In fact, (laughs) at common law, there was such a thing as a capital misdemeanor. A person could be executed. For example, if somebody shot the king's deer uh, in the king's park, That would be regarded as a misdemeanor, but uh, he could lose his head over it. It's just that his blood wouldn't be attainted, his family wouldn't be suffering, but because it wasn't a felony. But misdemeanors could be very, very serious. They also included um, things like maladministration, but uh, the frame is explicitly rejected. There was actually a vote on maladministration, and it went down, I think, uh, 9 to 2 or something like that. And then they person who offered that amendment withdrew it and substituted high crimes and misdemeanors. I've now read, I think, every word of every framer um, debating impeachment, and I've also, of course, read the Federalist Papers, and I've read um, the statements made by the lawyers in the trial of Andrew Johnson, and I think I'm I'm pretty well prepared to uh, help inform the senators. Uh, Jeffrey Tubin seems to think somehow it's a sin for me to um, be presenting my case to the Senate because I'm not um, <clears throat> involved in every aspect of the, uh, of the trial. Uh, very often I come into a case as of counsel on the constitutional issues, uh, and I don't get involved in the day-to-day issues in the case, but I just present on the constitutional issues. And that's precisely what I'm doing in this case. It's consistent with what I've done in many, many other prior cases, and there's nothing unusual about it. Um, but you know, people don't want to address my arguments on the merits. What right. they want to do is attack me personally. And that's what's happened in this country. Everything's become a personal attack. People won't talk to me, people won't engage with me because they think I'm representing the and, devil and I'm the devil's
0: advocate. And you are still uh, a liberal democrat. It I mean I'm a liberal democrat? <laughs> right. I mean it's yes, not yes. It's crazy. Um, all right. L- let me ask you on abuse of uh, abuse of power. I- if they're charging abuse of power um, in the Ukraine, uh, they're saying basically that they he was uh, trying to withhold money, etc., etc. But how can you prove that without um, going into what the president was concerned about on the abuse of. Uh, of the Ukrainians through the State Department, uh, you know, through our embassy in 2016, and also the use of our money being laundered uh, and shipped back to, uh, to Hunter Biden. How can you possibly make this case without going into what the president said? I need you to look into these things.
6: Well, I think there's a fair point for that. And if witnesses are called by the Democrats, obviously witnesses will have to be called by the Republicans. And <clears throat> one of the issues will be when the president said uh, on the telephone call to the president of the Ukraine, um, uh, I, I need you to look into whether or not there was an investigation of, of Hunter Biden, um, we have to see. Because remember, we do have a conversation between Joe Biden, who I like, and uh, who is uh, I've known for many, many years, but there is that conversation in which he said he told the Ukrainians that unless they fire the prosecutor, within six hours, the money will be withheld. Now, the question is, was that prosecutor corrupt? Should he have been fired? Uh, Was he looking into uh, Hunter Biden? Was that abuse of power? That will have to come up. Right. And and that will have to be – look, I don't think abuse, abuse of power is a constitutionally impeachable offense, regardless of who does it. I don't distinguish between Democrats and Republicans. Um, but I think that all these things would have to be looked at and the trial would be interminable. It would take forever if this is a call. But if that's what the Senate wants, <clears throat> excuse me, they have the authority to do it because they make the decisions.
0: So wouldn't, um uh, you know. wouldn't abuse of power be like what Nixon was doing, using federal agencies for his own wouldn't abuse of power be Barack Obama with the, the IRS or his administration with the IRS?
6: Well, with Nixon, he committed crimes. Um, at least he was accused of committing crimes. That is, paying hush money to witnesses. Um, <clears throat> he, he was accused of telling his associates to lie to the FBI, of erasing a tape. All of those would be criminal if they could be proved, whereas what's alleged against uh, President Trump is not criminal. If they had criminal um, issues to allege, you, you can be sure they would have done it. If they could establish bribery or treason, they would have done it. But they um, but they didn't. They instead used this concept of abusive power, which is so broad and general that any president could, as you say, any president could be charged with it.
0: So is it is it accurate to describe the impeachment? Because um, I don't think a lot of people even understand how this works. But, um, you know, on a very surface level, ...that what the the House did is almost like a grand jury. That's right. And then it's passed over to the Senate. Now, can right. they continue to add new things? For instance, this Lev Parnes stuff, which I find interesting at best. Uh, but yeah. they uh, can they continue to evolve the charges...
6: Well, they can add new evidence of the original charges, but they can't add new charges, charges. without going through the impeachment process in the House. And, you know, that's <clears throat> so left parties would be a hard case because to the extent he's alleging something different, that may require going back to the House, to the extent that he's simply allegedly adding evidence to what's already been charged then it probably wouldn't have to go back to the House. But, you know, these are issues that would have to be determined by the House and the Senate because the Constitution doesn't lay out the procedures. It just says the House shall be the sole judge of impeachment and the Senate shall be the sole judge of conviction or acquittal.
0: And what is the role of of, uh, the chief justice? (laughs) No one knows. Um, It's
6: more than symbolic. I mean, he's put there only in case of presidential impeachments. Now, you can argue one of the reasons he's there is because the um, uh, president pro temp of the Senate uh, yeah. Which yeah. is in the line of succession of right. the president, so he shouldn't be there. But I think there's another reason. I think they wanted to add a judicial element to so important a uh, job as, as removing a duly elected president. So I think the chief justice has some role to play, but what exactly it is, nobody's sure.
1: What are the you
0: things think? that we should be watching for uh alan from both sides what are the things that will show us one way or another which way this is going
6: well i think the questions from the senators and the questions from the house managers i'm looking forward to those questions already uh the media and some of the media particularly in the hard left media are predicting that i will be devastated by the questions i i I assure you i'm going to be very well prepared (laughs) for any question that's asked me i've argued 250 appeals over a 50 year period, I've never been asked a question during that period of time that I wasn't prepared for, and I intend to be prepared for uh, the questions here. Whether my answers suffice or not is going to be up to the senators, but I will be prepared.
0: So, are you going to be testifying? Or are you going to be advising? Because no, be you're arguing. not.
6: No, I'm going to be arguing. arguing. I'm going to be making the argument on the constitutional issue. I'm going to be presenting to the Senate an argument as to why the Constitution doesn't permit the conviction of Donald Trump. Based on these two articles of impeachment,
0: and is this
6: of counsel
0: on the constitutional issue? Is this much different than the role you played with O.J. Simpson, where you, if I remember right, you had a specific part of the trial you were taking right. taking on, right? So, is there any well, that's difference? Exactly
6: right. I hadn't thought about that. That's exactly an analogy. In the O.J. Simpson case, I came in and uh, made arguments, uh, specifically arguments that related to. The appeal, somebody on CNN yesterday compared me to um, a special teams player uh, in the Super Bowl. <clears throat> That's a fair point. I mean, I'm going to come in and maybe kick the extra point or kick the field goal that hopefully wins the game.
0: How do you feel about the team that the president has assembled? And, and if you've had any kind of look into what they're doing, do you feel confident that they they are going to be prepared?
6: It's a team of excellent, excellent lawyers. Um, uh, Pat Cipollone is a first-rate lawyer. Uh, so is Jay Sekulow. And, of course, uh, uh, Ken Starr, uh, Pam Bondi. Um, the rest of the lawyers I really don't know, but Isn't, I have a high level of confidence in the lawyers
0: that I know. Wasn't uh, Ken Starr, Stu, Wasn't? wasn't he – I mean, I thought he was making statements against uh, Donald Trump this whole time. Why was... He was
6: making statements against Bill Clinton. He was the chief prosecutor of the special counsel. In the no, I remember.
0: Yeah, I remember that. But oh, I think right. recently. I don't I...
6: remember him. I don't remember that.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. Him. Could be wrong. Uh, Alan, thank you so much. And uh, best of luck. When will My we be pleasure. seeing thank you? you uh... Probably Friday, but we can't be sure of the schedule. We'll know better tomorrow. Okay. Thank you so much. Good. Appreciate it. Take care. you well, welcome to a new year—the perfect opportunity to take your business to the next level by hiring the right people. And sometimes, finding quality candidates is really hard. It's hard to find good help these days. You've heard that forever, but now, especially with what do we have? Three point four percent unemployment.
1: Yes, yeah, something that like that. Yes, yeah, the lowest crazy. in fifty years. Yeah, that is crazy. Crazy.
0: If 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 Barack Obama had done that. Everybody would have been saying that, you know, hey, it's time for the evening news. We just want to remind you 3.4% unemployment. You don't even hear about it. But that's one of the reasons why it's hard to find really good help is because they're, I mean, it's competitive now. It's good for the worker. If you are looking for a uh, an employee, ziprecruiter.com slash Beck is where you're going to find them. They have completely revolutionized the way people hire, um, and that's really good for your business. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over hundred web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. They have powerful matching technology that scans thousands of resumes to find the people with the right experience and invite them to apply for your job. So you're not, you know, you're not like uh, that judge in Miracle on 34th Street where they just dump all the letters. I want it on my desk. That's what you get when you're usually going through, uh, and it's just a whole, just a dump of names. ZipRecruiter goes through them. They highlight the best ones that are really, truly matches for you, and you start on the first day. You'll get good candidates, quality candidates, usually on the first day. ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-E-C-K. Try it for free today. ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck.
2: You're listening to Glenn Beck.
0: You know, Alan Dershowitz, I have found him a thing, but not necessarily for Alan or anybody else. That's what their job is. And you have to um, give the best defense to even the worst human being. But I found him credible. And especially now, if you remember right, he was writing his book on the impeachment of Trump, but it was impeachment of Clinton. He was writing that because during the
1: run up assumed Clinton was going to win like many right.
0: others. And he's assumed that the Republicans would try to impeach him, yeah. which I don't find credible, quite honestly, because the Republicans don't have a spine. They, they never they didn't stand up against Benghazi. I mean, what do, what do you have that's bigger and better than Benghazi? The lies told there, the emails, everything else. you
1: didn't do anything then well, they they talked a lot about it, but they didn't actually yeah, uh, uh. I mean they did they did investigate Benghazi a bunch of times i would I would be very surprised too that like after impeaching Bill Clinton, that they would have gone for impeachment on Hillary Clinton, yeah. like I just just aesthetically, I don't think they would have done it, but they might have I mean I, I we get to the point here, and I, we have the clip from Chuck Schumer. We should play this at some point uh, we have time today. I don't know if, uh, let's see, it's 22 seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's, Sh- here's Schumer Go on ahead. impeachment, 1998. Listen to this.
6: I expect history will show that we've lowered the bar on impeachment so much. We have broken the seal on this extremely extreme, extreme penalty so cavalierly that it will be used as a routine tool to fight political battles. My fear is that when a Republican wins the White House, Democrats will demand payback.
1: Andrew Wilcox actually found that, uh, which is an amazing clip. Yeah. Uh, He's on Blaze TV, by the way. Uh, But you listen to that, and it's like he's just describing. He's mapped out his future, right? He's mapped out this exact scenario that you're seeing today. This is what Alan Dershowitz is standing up against.
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, Alan Dershowitz is a liberal Democrat, which gives him credibility. He's not a Trump fan, uh, you know, politically speaking, Why is it that people just won't listen because it it hurts their narrative? It, It really hurts the nation when either side behaves this way. Back in a minute with more.
2: You're listening.
1: Well, don't overdo it. Forty-eight hour investigation—that sounds serious. I mean, that's a lot of time to spend on an investigation. I'm sure she'll get right to the bottom of that. <laughs> Thanks, Hillary. Appreciate <laughs> it. Triple eight seven twenty-seven. Beck is our phone number. Uh, we have a bunch of—we uh, got a bunch of stuff coming up. Uh, whether it's impeachment, we're going to be talking a lot about Virginia today. Kind of give you the details of what's going on there. I wanted to button up something from last hour. Glenn mentioned Ken Starr, who is the. Or is working for the president Basically leading uh, his defense uh, On impeachment It is interesting going back that Starr and Trump have not had a good history Starr and Trump have have butted heads a bunch of times In fact Trump really was Just absolutely bashed uh, Ken Starr back in the day, calling him insane and, and uh, you know, uh, off his rocker and a lunatic. and But, of course, he said that about pretty much everybody. Um, with Star recently, has he, he said uh, the Sondland uh, day was a bombshell day. He said doesn't look good for the president. Also mentioned uh, that this tweet about Yovanovitch, the ambassador, um, said it was quite injurious to the president. So he has been critical, but he's on board for impeachment. Radio show starts now.
0: enlightenment. You know, I've heard I've heard so many people uh, say, make America great again. When was it ever great? And before that, it was we just want our country back. You want your country back? From what? From who? Who's taken your country? What rights have you lost? I'm going to go through this just for Virginia, and I want to explain to the mainstream media that they're looking at things entirely wrong, that they are approaching this if they honestly are looking for peace-loving people, which I don't think I believe anymore. But if they're actually looking to understand America and find our way back to each other, I'll show them why the politicians and the media itself is actually creating the exact opposite. And you'd have a hard time convincing me it's not by design. In one minute.
2: This is the Glenbag Program.
0: Buying or selling your home is a really big task, both physically and emotionally. At some point, you know, you stand there in the middle of the room of the, uh, of the house and you're going to get ready to say goodbye to it or hoping to say hello to it and the weight of all of it. All that has to be done, all that is happening, you're just like, wow, is there anybody here to help me out? This is why we created Real Estate Agents I Trust, because the hassle, the emotional strain of buying and selling a home is really, really too much, especially if you don't have a great agent that is good at what they do. So realestateagentsitrust.com, we scour the country to find the the agents with the best practices, the ones that uh, truly care about the customer, do what they say, you know, kind of a a handshake is the contract kind of attitude, and they're going to get your home sold for the most amount of money and for the fastest possible time. They're also going to help you buy the right house in the right neighborhood. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. No matter where you are in the country, we have a real estate agent for you. And if we don't have somebody that we really feel great about, we won't recommend anybody in your area. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now for this free service, realestateagentsitrust.com. So it's so Martin Luther King Day, and uh, maybe today, uh, for those media members that haven't started suddenly hating Martin Luther King, perhaps uh, we can have a conversation with you about what was Martin Luther King really talking about, and how does this relate to today? Because his message, I think, is more relatable today. Anybody who is thinking, I've got to pick up arms because it's so crazy out there, look at Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King knew he was going to die. And I think he knew he was going to die the day he went to the sheriff's office and he said, hey, I want a handgun. I need a gun to protect myself. And they said, well, you know, Mr. King, I think the best thing you could do to protect yourself is to let us handle your security. I mean, there's no reason you need a handgun. What people are. People are shooting through my front window at night. Well, I think we can handle all that. For your own safety, sir, I don't think we can issue you a gun permit. Martin Luther King wanted a gun permit, couldn't get one. Because the government didn't agree with him. Martin Luther King challenged us over and over again. America, live up to your promise. Read your constitution. Read the Declaration of Independence. Where in it does it say you can treat someone differently? Now, the left is... <laughs> the left says that they get this, but I think the left has only gotten this for power. I mean, I, I, I will tell you that I, I I don't have anything to back this up, but one of these days I will actually spend the time to research... Uh, the Civil Rights Act with with uh, Johnson. How do you get a guy who is an absolute racist, who stands against the Civil Rights Act, to five years later become its champion? I believe he saw the power and the destruction of the African-American family in that legislation. But the Civil Rights The ideas of civil rights have been around for a very long time. In fact, it's one of the things that all of the states worried about with our federal government. That's why in 1789... We had the Constitution, but in 1791, we got the Bill of Rights because it it didn't take them very long to go, you know, this government's going to get out of control, and there's some things we have to make sure that they know. They belong to the states, and they belong to the individuals, and there's nothing anybody in that swamp called Washington is ever going to be able to do about these things, and so we need that extra protection. We just want to remind Congress and the president that you can never, ever, ever do these things, and that's how we got the Bill of Rights. But right now, you have people pretending that they want peace, pretending that there are enemies of the Constitution and our way of life that are not only outside of our own borders, but there are also those who strangely believe in the Constitution. They're the ones to watch. They're the real radicals. Let me start with Virginia, what's happening in Virginia. They have a big rally today in Virginia and they are it is a it's a day where you can go and and talk to your representative in the state house. This is a tradition in Virginia. And so it's Martin Luther King Day, so you have the day off so you can go ahead and 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 petition the government for things. Well, there are tens of thousands of people that are going all over for for Virginia because they believe their government is out of control. Now, the GOP screwed everything up. And then the the Republicans stayed at home and didn't vote. And so what happened? They have a Democrat Democrats controlling the House and the Senate and the the Governor's House. So you've you've got a people who are in a pack to steamroll the rest of the state. If you look at the map of Virginia on how many counties and how many areas have decided to pass Pro Second Amendment uh, rules and claim that they are they are uh, people that uh, uh, they're safe counties. If you look at this map, it's almost all entirely green of where these laws have been passed, and then there's a couple of yellows, which means it's uh, it's ready to be heard in those city council or those those county council meetings. There's a couple of those there's a couple of uh, orange ones that say they're they're starting to, um, you know, move and make progress. There's only two little teeny spots that have stopped this legislation and said we're not going to be a sanctuary city. It's really, truly, remarkably overwhelming. But it doesn't have to just do with the guns. But let me talk about the guns for a second. The first thing that this this Democratic uh, governor and House and Senate did in Virginia was to protect the governor from impeachment. Now, this is really interesting as the Democrats talk about how we've got to be able to impeach on the lowest of bars. They're protecting their own governor from impeachment. Now, remember, this this is Governor Blackface, this is Governor... Uh, you know, we'll decide after the baby is born whether they should live or die. This guy's a radical as he is. But he got all kinds of protection. He didn't have to go away. Any Republican that did anything like that would have been gone before he even finished the sentence. But they protected him. And now, as soon as everybody was reelected, they protected him even more. And they said, you know, it used to take 10% to be able to have a petition to impeach the governor, But we think it should be 25 percent. And so they passed that and got that through. So they're making it harder for the people to impeach. Now, why would you do that? Well, you would do that. If the governor said, I'm, I'll sign whatever you send, but you better protect my my butt. And so what did they decide to do in Virginia? New gun laws, age requirements ban on assault weapons, ban on magazines, limiting outdoor ranges. This is this is an amazing thing. Why, why would you be limiting outdoor ranges? People don't like to shoot indoors, generally speaking. You like to go outdoors. It's loud. It's obnoxious. It smells. You like to go sit outdoors if you can. Why would you be limiting outdoor ranges? Just to make it more of a hassle, make it something that you don't enjoy. They, uh, they are talking about passing the red flag confiscation laws. Now, this one I love. In Virginia, you only have to have a 51% certainty that that person is, is trouble. Only 51%. I'm going to come back to this. I want you to remember that. Their red flag laws allow the police to come into your house and take your weapons if they're 51% sure that you're a trouble. That you are, you're going to cause some sort of harm. To someone, to someone in your house, maybe someone in your house is going to cause harm. To somebody else, you lose your weapons. They have a cap on handgun purchases. You can only buy one per month. Well, you only have two hands. And then they're also changing the electoral college. And this just all in the last couple of months. Congratulations, Virginia. Now, let me flip this around. Because guns are a constitutionally protected right. I know that's up for debate now, but it's actually not. I know everybody thinks it's up for debate, but it's not. Since 1791, guns have been constitutionally protected. It is your right to be able to defend yourself. Well, you're just not going to let anybody have guns. You don't let children have guns? Yeah. Do you know up until I think 1969 a kid could go in and buy a gun and some bullets? And it was no big deal? Why? Society was different. There's a problem with our society. Have you seen that that uh London in England, they're now coming up with new knives without a pointy end. They're round. Why? Because there's so many knife knife crimes. Why are there knife crimes? Because we banned all the guns. Because there were so many gun crimes. So now we have to ban knives. We can ban hands eventually. Ban rocks eventually. It's a societal problem. It's not a gun problem or a knife problem. It's a human problem. You're denying something. But it's a fundamental right. Now let me ask you. If I flip this around. And all of a sudden... Republicans took control of your state and the Republicans said, you know what? Um, Anybody who is going to uh, speak out uh, against the government or anything that we do, if we're if we're 51 percent certain you as a teacher or a professor are going to teach things that the state doesn't like, 51 percent, we're going to ban you. You I mean, you can go to court and you can fight it. But you have to prove your innocence. And you may not even get it back, even if you're innocent. Do you think people would be sitting around on their thumbs? If I said, you know, we got a new law, we're going to pass. It's If we're 51% sure that that Muslim over there is probably up to some no good stuff, he might be involved in terrorism. He might hold views that are that are really kind of anti-American, and I'm 51% sure we're going to take his right away to his religion and his speech. Do you think people would be sitting around? If we said, you know what, uh, we have the governorship, and in fact we've just passed a new law where it's going to be harder for you to impeach the governor, and we did that obviously for a reason, wink, wink, uh, we're going to pass a new law because we've had too many kids that are in college that are voting. You have to be 24 to be able to vote. I mean, you changed the electoral college. We're just going to change the date. you know, nowhere in the constitution does it say what age. So we're going to change it to 24. We want to get those kids that, you know, are in college being, you know, and we might even do it to 28 or 30. Because they're all being brainwashed by these teachers that we all agree need to be gone because we're 51% sure that they're going to be a trouble. So they're not teaching anymore. Do you see those teachers? In fact, we have big tech who has been helping us out. They have even higher standards for that. They not only have not only endorsed us taking their jobs, but they also rat these people out. These people, there's their own little almost like trial. They're not even a part of our society anymore. They don't have a place. We don't have a place for people who are supporting terrorists or anti-American. We just don't have a place for that. And these are all all common sense laws just to keep you and your children safe. Do you think the Democrats would be sitting on their hands? And by the way, just so you know, I would be joining them in the march or the rally, for the return of their rights. I would be joining them, speaking out against any state where a GOP would try to do something like that. Because our rights belong to us, not them. And they are universal. It doesn't come with with a political voting card. They're universal. It doesn't come with a, I'm a white person, I'm a black person. To all men. So that's what's going on. But that isn't even, that isn't even just what the people of Virginia are feeling. That's not enough. Let me tell you the rest of the story in one minute. Having really good and affordable home security in the year 2020 means having simply safe in your home. It is so great. I mean, new technology when it first comes out can be very very expensive, but then as it catches on and as as things get cheaper and cheaper and cheaper, so does well, so does anybody who's actually doing the job and not trying to gouge your eyes out. I mean, you'll see if you have home security from another company, you'll you've noticed that your prices just keep going up and up and up. Why? It's easier to do this stuff now. Shouldn't it be coming down? Why are you signing these big, long contracts and paying for all this expensive equipment that's not that expensive? For $15 a month, you can step into a whole new world of peace of mind. The equipment is sleek, almost invisible, and it is state-of-the-art. It's simply safe. They have real-time video verification. A whole team to do this, which helps your uh, police officer uh, respond to your distress call three hundred and fifty percent faster than with any other burglar alarm. Hello, This is the real deal. This is the future. All of it monitored by twenty four seven security professionals. They can set it up for you if you want. you really don't need it, or you can set it up yourself. Simply safe experts are willing to do you control them, not the other way around. There are no contracts and you're spending about 50 cents a day. What are you thinking? Secure your house and your family now. Simplysafeback.com. Go to simplysafeback.com. Get a free uh, Simply Safe security camera normally $100 as you order today, you'll get that free at simplysafeback.com. We break for 10 seconds station ID. So what Virginia is feeling now uh, to explain it to people who aren't gun owners we look at all of the rights protected under the bill of rights as sacred. I know many on the left and I don't mean this, you know, as a pejorative just a fact. People on the left generally pick and choose their favorites. On the, on the Bill of Rights. And you can say that people on the right pick and choose their favorites as well. As well. For instance, you know, the government is spying on you, etc., etc. But I think you'll be surprised if you actually talk to a uh, conservative because they're really against all of this stuff. They're really for privacy. They're really for uh, freedom of speech. So I set up that as we look at the Bill of Rights, I, I look at speech and the Second Amendment, the First and Second Amendment, as two absolutes. They cannot go away. These two are the foundation that protect all other rights. So if I said to you, if we had 51% certainty that you're going to speak out against the government, you're going to say something that this government disagrees with, so we're going to silence you, you're going to lose your job as a teacher, per se and we have we're going to make this worse now because this is this is the thing that the media doesn't understand we're going to make this worse by not only having this but we're going to have a nationwide press that says you know what <laughs> they're right <laughs> those lawmakers in in x state are right and anyone who stands against it is uh, 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 is proof of the 51% certainty that they are they're a problem, and maybe they should be shunned publicly. You know what? They're just revolutionary radicals that want the rest of the country to die. They don't care about your children. If you were just trying to protect your right to speak and your job and your state took that away and you had to prove your innocence and the media was taking down anybody who is standing with you, anyone who is defending you. And they were destroying them and the tech world was isolating those people and all of you were dangerous radicals. If you can get your arms around that for those in the Democratic Party, that's exactly the way the people in Virginia feel today. They feel I have a constitutional right and this government is starting to really scare the hell out of me, and the media is not helping, Helping, tech isn't helping, and everybody who tries to help is shunned and destroyed. That just makes this a stronger point. If you don't care to even take the minute to analyze that and see the point of view, you're part of the problem, I think. Seems pretty likely to me that the very first thing early man ever did was sit down. I mean, I have been chased. I chased a velociraptor. Okay, those velociraptors—they were going to eat me. Can you just stop talking about your day for a second? I just want to sit down, put my feet up, grab a beer. Ugh, think about football, which is going to be invented. That's the first thing I think man did. And then, on the millionth day, he created X chair X chair. people didn't know how to make a truly comfortable chair and now I think we do I've, I think it would be really it's weird. you go back to like the 1700s and all of the chairs and the benches and everything are really what happened what you weren't thinking this through. X Chair is the revolution of chairs. Best chair you've set in, 30 day money back guarantee. $100 off right now at xchairbeck.com. It's great office chair for home or the office. xchairbeck.com.
1: Get all the best conservative shows Steven Crowder, Mark Levin, Glenn Beck, Stu Does America coming soon. Go to TV.com use the promo code Glenn, and save 10 bucks.
0: Steve Dace joins the program in about 30 minutes from Iowa. We're two weeks away from uh, the Iowa caucus, which is a very bizarre thing in and of itself. Uh, But uh, the New York Times made their made their choice. Uh, And it's uh, strangely Warren and Klobuchar, which either one of those, you know, is basically what they're saying is,
1: please not Joe Biden. Please not Joe Biden, or please Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, one of the two because both of those help Warren. Yes, right. Yes, um, but, you, know, you think about it. In reality, whenever they, when they ever endorse two, no, oh, it's it's a complete cop out. Number yeah. one, like right. pick somebody. Right. But their 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 idea was like, well, people have different lanes, and there's the liberal mm-hmm. lane, and there's the sort of moderate lane, and uh, uh, Warren's the best one for the liberal lane. If the moderate lane it should be Klobuchar, well, it's like, well, if you are if you are deciding on the moderate lane that's where your world is you're not going to want warren so they don't want to leave it so then you might pick biden if you if you don't agree with their Mm -hmm. warren endorsement so now they're giving you another name to go after that is not joe biden uh and they want it to be amy klobuchar you know in reality it seems like a lot of this just points to them really wanting it to be warren which is what everyone believes anyway because she's the pick of the ultra you know elite academic intelligentsia uh, she's the Woodrow Wilson of our day. Yeah. Congratulations mm-hmm. on that.
0: All right. We uh we're gonna take you to John Miller, who uh does the White House brief on Blaze T V and uh John is on the ground now in Virginia. John the 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 pre talk of this was it's gonna be the most dangerous place on the planet. How's it shaping up here in Virginia?
7: Yeah, well, you know, if this is the most dangerous thing on the planet, then you know I, I I'm at a loss because we're right here at the perimeter, and you know beyond this line, beyond this this, this point, and I don't know how much you can hear, Glenn people are chanting usa in the background. there can't be resigned Well, they're chanting a number of things, but the further you go, once you cross that line, you're not allowed to carry. So a number of people have made a point of carrying Virginia remembers an open carry state. Uh, they've made a point of carrying to show that they are safer outside of the perimeter where they don't allow guns than they would be inside of that line.
0: Hmm. And how many people are inside uh, versus outside?
7: Uh, In the thousands, we're still, we're still trying to get a count, an exact count. um, But it's already packed. The rally, and it's not a rally. I should stop calling it that. uh, Because it really is just lobby day, which happens in Virginia every year. They've been doing it for 18 years. And, uh, and, and it's already packed. It's supposed to start at 11, but they had to start letting people in at eight. So uh, you know, it's clear that this is something that uh, that matters a lot to people. And we're still just trying to get a, a, a headcount on numbers. But
0: so, so, John, about- helping out and looking at the uh, pictures of it, it is incredible how many people are there. Um, but um, talk to me a little bit about uh, the lobbying day. This has been in place for 18 years. This is the first time I think that they've ever had anything like this, uh, and the Democrats just freaked out. Explain what lobbying day is.
7: Well, they they come every year, and and basically you you go to the Capitol and they have meetings where you um you, you basically discuss legislation, and it's essentially to boil it down, a, a way for Virginians to actually get their voices to be heard. Um, this year, because of the anti-gun legislation, red, red flag laws, um, uh, basically clamping down on, uh, on um, the kinds of weapons that you can have, because of that, it reached a boiling point. And like you said, the Democrats freaked out about it. Um, but this is something that happens every single year. It's something that is completely legal, something that Virginia have been doing for years. And, um, and because the kind of legislation that's on the table, which is gun rights legislation now um, – it's gotten to be a much bigger a much bigger deal
0: um john tell me about the scene as i'm looking at some of the video the people that are closest to the Capitol, generally white men uh which is going to make this very easy for the left (laughs) to paint this as a white supremacist movement um are you the only african-american in the crowd Uh, are there any women and children
7: there, I'm standing actually, literally right next to an Asian woman who's standing on a, uh, you know, on a, on one of the steps here. Um, I would say, yeah, it's, it's probably it, it is a mixed crowd, but it's also uh, it, we're, we're, it, I, what I can see is not necessarily representative of who's here. So I'm not actually sure. I do know that um, I've already there's you know there's people of all colors, there's people of all genders, and uh, I wouldn't say it's all white men. I certainly I don't see any Nazis. I guess. Uh, we're waiting to see where where all the Nazis are hiding because that's what I was told he would be here.
0: Yeah, um, and I think do you, you remember, John. You were with me as my assistant at the. You may have been an intern at Restoring Honor. Were you not when we went to Washington?
7: Uh, think, I'm trying to remember. I was a. Uh, I was right. I think I had just ended my
0: uh, internship. My-
7: Sophomore year, yes, yeah. so I, I was transitioning from an intern to a, to an
0: assistant. I think. Yeah. Uh, so you were my assistant. Remember how much the uh, the the organs of the state tried to suppress uh, attendance there by saying that it was going to be, you know, very violent and uh, awful, and uh, and uh, we were told that the Black Panthers were coming. <laughs> Do you, remember, do you remember that? And uh, yeah. it turned yeah. out not to be that. It, does it feel like the same kind of thing happening with the state of Virginia here, trying to suppress these you numbers?
7: Know, I, I'm with one of my producers, Beth, here, who just told me everyone to her has been an absolute gentleman. It has, has been nothing but peaceful protesters. And it's uh, this narrative that they try to frame where everyone's violent, everyone's you know getting in clashes in the streets. It's just not—it wasn't the reality, Glenn, on, uh, on 828. It's not the reality now. And that is completely just a fabrication that I think they use to dissuade people from attending these events because they want to suppress the numbers, because they want people to think that it's not important, and they want people to think that no one's actually interested except for the fringe, which is just not the case. What I'm seeing is a bunch of just normal, everyday Americans who, believe it or not, actually value their rights, believe it or not, actually value the things that are afforded to them by the, by the Constitution— the virginia state constitution and the uh, and uh and the country's constitution and so they, they they're probably going to find the craziest people they can and, and highlight those but we've been here now for about a half an hour and it's just everyday people you see every day and no one's been anything but kind
0: um do you see the mainstream media anywhere
7: uh no i have not it's all uh you know there's local news there is uh, there are conservative outlets but I haven't seen any flag, you know, Mike's flags from a CNN, okay. NBC. That's, I don't know if they're here. They're probably well, I haven't, I
0: haven't seen any coverage. I, <laughs> I haven't seen any coverage except on Fox, but uh, I could be wrong. Um, the uh, uh, last question, at uh, what time do you download to, today the White House brief? And what are you I having believe
7: on? When, I, I believe it's 4 p.m. Um, okay. That's when we usually, we usually download. So 4 p.m. Eastern. We're going to try to get some interviews with people on the ground here. We're going to try to get some uh, interviews with the organizers, the people who actually put this together, um, and and see what uh, you know what they say. Because what's fascinating to me is that you know these are people who it is so important to have this this right that they have literally said, "Hey, if the state tries to come after my guns, I'm literally willing to I'm willing to go to jail. I'm willing to face whatever consequences uh, come my way, but I'm not giving up this right."
0: It sounds like a, another period of time that we're celebrating today, Martin Luther King Day.
7: Correct. Correct. And it's, and it's, that's why it's so fitting that it's on this day, um, because it shows that American people, when it comes down to their rights, when it comes down to the things that they are allowed to do and the things that make living in this country great, uh, when it comes down to those things, they have to—sorry, uh, I'm getting pushed aside—they have to—they're uh, they're, they're not willing to give those up, yeah. and they're doing it peacefully, but they're letting their
0: voices be heard. Well, let them all know that we're behind them, uh, and uh, I appreciate uh, appreciate the fact that you're there, John, uh, along with a couple of other people from the Blaze that we will talk to later on in the program. Thanks. John Miller, the White right, House thanks, brief. Glenn. You can uh, find his report from Virginia today, 4 p.m. Eastern time is download time, and uh, you can get that only on blazetv.com slash what is it, Glenn? Is it is that what it is Uh, slash Glenn and you can save 10 percent today on your uh, Blaze TV subscription. We we really ask that you would subscribe. Uh, That's what helps us pay for all of the equipment and the plane fares and everything else to go and cover this stuff. Uh, And we are expanding. In fact, there's a new show starting Mm. uh, in, I think, two weeks yeah. Sometime first week of February? For the day after the Iowa caucus. Yeah, there's some actually yeah. some exciting stuff happening that week. Um and uh and then also Stu is doing something that mm-hmm. week
1: too. I yeah, I thought that was what you were referring oh, to when you were excited. Oh is that what it is? Yeah, when you yeah. seemed optimistic yeah. and excited about the future. Yeah. I thought you were talking yeah. about my show. No. But you were just talking
0: about If you like the Daily Show uh with uh Trevor Noah you're not gonna like Stu Does America. I was gonna say, please don't say no, because if you if you like the, I don't understand your humor. Right. If you, I don't get it. Uh, but uh, Stu Does America is a uh, look at uh, the day's events um, from a comedy uh, standpoint, and uh, it's really, really well done. Stu is your host.
1: I don't know how that works, but hey, hire the handicap. You know what I'm saying? I, I that's the nice way of putting it. Um, I should point out that there was a, an unfortunate, uh, I would say, inappropriate video that was a swirling around the internet. Oh, uh, you Yeah, it it was a sort of a. I mean, you can go up to to uh, go to my Twitter page, twitter.com slash dude does America. You can see it, and it it appears to be someone edited together a a, a clip of me testifying at the impeachment uh, hearing oh, to Adam is. Schiff. Huh. And the outcome of that particular testimony was very unfortunate and i would like to apologize to adam schiff his All family right. so this was going around uh, the internet it was, you
0: decided to put it on your well
1: i wanted to make sure people knew, knew that it was not right that it. well I, yeah. I wanted people to know that it was inappropriate okay now it's is it exactly what basically everybody in the audience wants to be able to do if you were in this position the one thing you'd want to say to adam schiff Ooh. just a Just brief, but if you want to know what that would look like, I bet they're the same (laughs) two I picked. (laughs) Uh, Inappropriate, though, and wrong. Yeah, very wrong. We can definitely come together on that.
0: Very, very wrong. Stu Does America, Blaze TV, join us now. Unmanageable credit card debt, job layoffs, medical emergencies, car trouble. These are the things that are not going to happen. They're not going to happen. But they do. They seem to happen over and over again. And... You get further and further into debt. Look, here's the thing. Um, choose today to do something about your debt, to take control of it. If you take 10 minutes out of your day today, day you could get a free mortgage review from the good people at American Financing. Would you call this number real quick, just on your cell phone? Just call. See if they're open today. It's uh, 800-906-2440. You shouldn't give her like a Russian, like, you are not ready, are you? 800 800- 906-2440.
1: She's a millennial. She doesn't know how to make calls. She's like, call? What? On a phone? Fu- <laughs> what is this phone? thing? Is that what that little that little yeah. handset thing yeah, button's just... for? Anyway,
0: um, it, it take 10 minutes out of your day and, and see if you can That's lower your interest rate and consolidate some of your loans. You'll only have one payment you, that you have to focus on instead of the many that you have to juggle now, and it you could save up to $1,000 a month or more. Right now, American Financing, and they are open. Somebody just answered the phone. Mm-hmm. It's like if they wouldn't have answered the phone.
1: Maybe. They're open? Yeah, they're, they're open. open. Thumbs up. <laughs> and good
0: job making yeah, a phone call, Marissa. Nice yeah, work. for you. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Next, we're going to show you what happens when we have a little dial on the front of the phone. Ooh. Yeah, that's really a tricky one. American Financing, family-owned, salary-based mortgage consultants that work for you, not the bank. How do I know? They're open today. Your friendly neighborhood bank? Not so much. American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334,
5: www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.
2: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
0: So if you look at the uh, stock market, uh, I mean, we we broke thirty thousand on our way to what I believe is a melt up, uh, opposite of a meltdown. Obviously, uh, it goes way up and then it comes crashing down and corrects itself. Um, but if you look at the stock market and you look where that money is coming from, that is mainly from corporate buybacks, uh, corporations buying their own stock back, and uh, that's the that's the big driver uh, right now, and op- companies are optimistic about the future. If you listen to the Goldman Sachs for political uh, insight, you are going to find something that the mainstream media doesn't like. The 2020 presidential election, now 10 months away, President Trump's reelection is all but guaranteed, according to the top clients of the Wall Street powerhouse, Goldman Sachs. They had a global strategy conference in London last week, and they surveyed more than 150 of its clients and found that 80% believe that Trump is going to win re-election in November, according to Business Insider. Now, the reason that this is happening is because they're seeing the economy and they're watching the trends on the economy and they see how business is going, and they just don't believe that the government is, uh, or the, the people are going to throw out such a successful uh, government, if you will. Uh, we don't make changes when things are good, generally speaking. But that's, you know, we also don't elect, you know, Nancy Pelosi and Elon uh, and, uh, and Omar, et cetera, et cetera, if things are normal. Uh, Only 5% of investors told Goldman Sachs that they expect an economic recession this year. Last year, they said that it was going to be a close call. This year, they're saying they don't think it's going to be a close call with Donald Trump. That's partly when you start to see Wall Street fall apart. That will be because people start to believe that Donald Trump is not going to be the president and it might be somebody like, um, you know, Elizabeth Warren Bernie or Bernie Sanders. Sanders.
1: Yeah, I was talking to a friend of mine uh, who has a good amount of money in the markets and stuff, and he's not like a, a, a hugely political guy, where he's like following every dip and twist and turn. Yeah, and he's just like, if if it, if it looks like Bernie Sanders is going to become or president of the United Elizabeth States, Warren. or uh, he didn't, he mentioned Sanders specifically, but I, I agree with you, Warren's on the same page. I'm pulling my money out of the market. Oh, am it, getting out, I'm getting out. We will go into a depression. Bill O'Reilly said
0: that Friday, and he's right. We will go into a depression if Bernie Sanders looks like he's going to be the president or is the president of the United States. All right. Back in a minute with a look at Iowa and what's happening
2: there. You're listening to Glenn Beck.
0: All right, New Year deserves a new pair of Decovis boots. Start strong with that feeling of confidence and comfort that only comes with a real high-quality pair of Western boots. Even if you've never worn cowboy boots before, Tecovis has the perfect pair for you. Tecovis boots, they're made to honor the cowboy in all of us. And I don't care where you live. There is a part of you that's cowboy, honorable in your daily dealings, authentic in the way we live, committed to the ideals that built the greatness that is America. And every pair is handmade with high-quality, full-grain leathers by world-class bootmakers with no shortcuts or compromises ever. The styles are classic and handsome up, any room they're in and when you wear your Tecovis, I mean you shouldn't kick down any doors, but it's good to know that you probably could. Tecovis, they haven't forgotten about Middle America. Instead, they cut out the middleman, so you pay a fair price. Plus free shipping and exchanges makes it simple. So find your pair at Tecovis.com slash That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash beck. Tecovis, Western goods for new frontiers. That is absolutely disgusting. Just disgusting. Uh all right. We have Steve Dace coming up in uh, just a second. Uh, looking forward to hear what he has to say. We're two weeks away now from the uh, Iowa caucus. What's interesting is the impeachment is could possibly be wrapping up. If they call no witness, witnesses, the impeachment could possibly wrap wrap up, or they'd be in the middle of arguing over witnesses. Then you have the Iowa caucus. on. Is that on a Monday night or a Tuesday night? And then the next Monday night, oddly, no, Monday. Right and then Tuesday is uh, the State
1: of the Union address. And the launch of Stew Does America on the Blaze. Well, I mean, what an amazing Blaze TV. One of those things just doesn't belong. But uh, we'll let you figure that out. It's. Uh, I'm it's to, going to be a couple amazing uh, weeks. You may be up in D.C. for the State of the Union. Yeah, I'm going to. I think I'm going to be there. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I've been trying to book you for the first show. I thought it would be interesting to give a perspective on Iowa and and the State of the Union. Can, can we get that done now? I mean, can, we've nope. got about ten seconds to kind of lock that in. Just uh, uh, you'll commit no, to what, it's two, for your show. Two blocks. Nope. Maybe uh, a couple segments just to nope. C- discuss. Nope. nope. Anything on your show? Nope. You're not available, or nope. what, what, what would be <laughs> nope. the reasoning? Standards. Standards. Even I have standards.
0: And it's way too low for my standards. Way too low. The
2: fusion of entertainment
0: and enlightenment. The New York Times has made their pick for who they think should be the Democratic nominee... Well, they actually picked two because... Well, I'll explain it in a second. Uh, Also, uh, we have the senators that are running not really able to be on the campaign trail in Iowa because the Senate is locked in an impeachment trial starting tomorrow. So these global warming experts are going to fly... From Washington to Iowa and back every single day. That's good for the environment. What's happening in Iowa? Who's going to win? Who's up? Who's down? Steve Dace in Iowa in one minute.
2: This is the Glenbeck program.
0: You know, you really don't need expensive blades or creams or so- uh, soaps or gels or anything foaming for a close shave. What you really need is Shave Secret. Shave Secret is a proprietary blend of essential oils, and it dramatically reduces the nicks and the cuts and the ingrown hairs and even that pesky shaving rash that you might give. What you what you do is you just take, I think it's five drops. I just kind of squirt a little bit, and five drops, if you're counting, and you just put it on your face or on your legs, and you can shave, and you will have the closest, most comfortable shave. You actually it will actually help all of the shaving process it'll help the razors i think it'll even at least that's what i think the razors last a little longer check out all of the five-star reviews on amazon and google and facebook shave secret will replace all of those ex- expensive uh, shaving creams and gels three to five drops to a wet palm that's it both men and women now you can find it online at amazon and shave so give it a try Um, You'll see what thousands of others are saying about it. It's available regionally at H-E-B and Wegmans Grocery Store. I think it's at Walmart, Uh, also at Amazon or at ShaveSecret.com. But if you go to ShaveSecret.com, use the promo code Beck, and you're going to get a 10% discount now at ShaveSecret.com. mr steve dace welcome to the program from iowa uh probably i think the leading expert uh on our uh on our program or on the blaze tv uh when it comes especially to iowa but maybe politically you are really dialed into this you have been not only watching it but participating uh in politics and uh, the electoral process there in iowa for years and years and years welcome to the program steve
8: Good morning, Glenn. Thanks for
0: having me back. How is this how is this race different than the other races that you've seen over the over the years?
8: I think what makes this race different than any other is this is this is 2012 for the Democrats where if you go back to the 2012 Republican primary it was all about anybody but Obama, anybody but Obama, anybody but Obama. And then as the primary got going, it became anybody but Romney. Romney was clearly established as the establishment candidate. And so you had these flavors of the month come up and who could capture the, the imagination of the grassroots and, and stop Mitt Romney from being the nominee. That, that's how this process began for them. But they, they ended up with somebody who, who belly flopped as a Mitt Romney and is underperforming in the early states, dramatically so compared to all of his national polling. And just to show you how ridiculous national polling is, today there's a presidential primary poll of New Jersey for reasons only a law knows okay i mean there's there's no <laughs> because i i just wanted to bill people i wanted to call people the, new jersey's opinion on the presidential process is irrelevant right and so it goes back to what i told you guys a couple of weeks ago that it doesn't matter what anybody thinks except that they live in iowa nevada south carolina and new hampshire right now and i think what we're so there's this free-for-all because no one has established their lane they don't have a clear establishment candidate Biden is leading in that sub primary, but he can't close the sale because frankly he's incompetent and You saw that come out in the debate last uh, last week where as the debate were on, so did he uh, and, and, and 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 so nothing is established. it is really to use a wrestling term. it is a battle royale right now. They're all in the ring together, taking shots
0: so who's up and who's down from last week? i think the I think nothing has really
8: changed from last week. I think right now um, you have a, a Warren-Bernie Sanders free-for-all for the grassroots you – know, Bernie, I, I, Bernie is the Ron Paul character. He has an insurgent wing of people that just want to disrupt the process and see him either personally or ideologically, and I'm not drawing a moral equivalency between the two, a situational yeah. one. So yeah. either they see him ideologically or personally as a disruptor. But there's not enough of those people to win. And so he's he's got to grow his coalition. And Elizabeth Warren has always ate into his ability to do that. And in the last couple of weeks, it looked like he had pushed her back or whether she had made enough mistakes to hurt herself. But now you're seeing, including with the New York Times editorial this morning, you're seeing the more establishment hard left now, meaning the more polished, softer side of Sears, as I call it. They're now coming, surging back to try to push her over the top on Bernie Sanders, and that's where they're doing body language analyses of Bernie on these channels that are all pro-Warren. And so I think that's really the only thing is there's now like a second Ted Offensive on behalf of Elizabeth Warren from the media.
0: So it's interesting to me um, that you saw that bias in the last debate with CNN where they just believed Warren and just dismissed Bernie Sanders. Um, But also the New York Times now has – and I don't don't remember the New York Times – Uh, offering two candidates before, but this time they're offering two candidates as their uh, editorial pick. Explain.
8: I think this is a very strategic decision. I don't think it's just some of it is 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 pathos. It's just pure emotion of a newsroom that just wants it to be the year of the woman so bad. But I think beyond that, I, I think that Warren is their candidate. And Amy Klobuchar is not competing with her in Iowa. You look at Amy Klobuchar is running ads right now. I get more done than any other Democrat. I'm Iowa, Minnesota nice. She's running in Joe Biden's subprimary. That's so why I think this is, I think the New York Times here is trying to do two things. Number one, they're trying to elevate Amy Klobuchar to diminish Joe Biden. I think there's a fear that Amy Klobuchar is fading and that Joe Biden will kind of get that. We've just got to win lane all to himself and overperform on caucus night so they're trying to elevate amy klobuchar as a viable alternative to him and then i think it's the idea that if she can do well enough pr- promoting an all female ticket for the presidency in in the general election in the fall a warren klobuchar ticket so i think that i think there's two different things going on here with what the new york times did this morning uh,
1: steve what do you think of uh, the people in iowa that matter the, the 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 big power players that are making these sort of calls and pushing uh, pushing voters and and have the real influence there on the ground. What do they think is going to happen?
8: Well, they don't know, and I think that's why you're, you've seen Stu, Tom Vilsack, who was our, I guess we call a more moderate Democrat governor in the early 2000s, and um, I think that's why you're seeing him and John Kerry, who won the, who won the Iowa caucuses here in 04. I think that's why you're seeing a lot of the old guard come back in here. They're trying to, They're trying to rescue Joe Biden. And I think if if they thought for sure that he had this, they wouldn't risk outing themselves and alienating their own grassroots. I, I think this is triage, or maybe it takes a village to win a caucus. I think they're all trying to chip in and carry him across the finish line here. And I think the goal is just get Joe Biden to Super Tuesday and all those southern states with all those black voters and just have him be viable until then. And he can at least sweep enough of those states to force a convention, if not win the nomination. I think that's what their play is. And, and I think the fact that they're getting so active here down the street or down the stretch, Stu, indicates they're concerned about his ability to close the sale. Well,
0: that's that. I mean, that's worse than a Romney candidacy. Agreed.
8: Agreed. Romney, whatever you thought about him as a candidate, and I didn't think very highly on an ideological level, right. as a personal candidate, very polished, in charge, in command. Seldom did you see him get uh you know ruffled you know mccain did that to him in 08 in the new hampshire primary and he said you are the candidate of change and and the the race changed in 08 right at that moment because it was the first time we'd ever seen mitt romney not on his mark in 2012 when i was on the Newt campaign and newt bloodied him up in that south carolina debate that changed that whole primary was in that debate but those are the rare instances where mitt romney did not command the stage when he was in the room with the other candidates. Joe Biden cannot do that. He could have probably done that. I mean Mitt Romney's also about ten years younger, if not more. Now he's about ten years younger than Joe Biden. So I think and, and we're being hard on Biden, but in reality guys, this is what most eighty year old men are. Most eighty year old men have, get off a good blast or two and make you think, hey, the old man still got it and then you sit down for another half an hour and you know he's asleep. With a cigarette dangling out of the side of his mouth, you know, like he's going to burn the whole damn house down. Okay, I mean that's what most eighty-year-old men are, and that's what you've seen with Joe Biden out on the campaign. We trail.
1: saw that like, in the today. documentary Christmas Vacation. That right. exact thing happened. And it's not—it's not, it's not
0: only—it's not only that, but Mitt Romney had support, but it was milk toast. If nobody had to drag him across the finish line early right. on, right. if they're dragging this guy across the finish line. When you lose all the momentum of the Warren Sanders, the people that, you know, voters are excited about, you've got somebody that no one is excited about. No one. And and, and he's fallen into the
8: trap. He's his All of his ads down the stretch here are, are his polling numbers against Trump. I'm the guy that can win. Regular Iowans on camera saying eventually we have to win. And and so he he was supposed to be the Mitt Romney of this of this of this race. He was supposed to be the adult in the room with experience, while the grassroots kind of fiddled and 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 played favorites and was going to kind of run and hide. He's ended up becoming the Jeb Bush here. And so what just what what what, what matters now is whether Bernie Sanders can be the, the the Donald Trump, meaning again the disruptor who can widen his coalition be, behind people beyond people who just want to watch the system burn because they hate it. Or whether Elizabeth Warren can be the Ted Cruz, meaning, again, I'm not drawing moral equivalencies, just situational ones, meaning beyond people who just passed her ideological test, um, can she grow a coalition beyond that? Cruz and Trump both passed those tests in 16, which is why they were the last two standing candidates after Jeb Bush folded. Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders are trying to pass that test right now. Imagine going back to the 2016 Republican primary Trump and Cruz flail, and you're left with, well, I guess we go with Jeb Bush because there's nobody left. That's essentially the argument right now for Joe Biden.
0: Um, uh, one, uh, one last question. Did you see the poll? I think it's 86% of farmers overwhelmingly approve Donald Trump now. Does that play a role anymore in Iowa?
8: Sure it does. I mean, we had, we had 33 counties that, that voted twice for Obama in 08 and 12, <clears throat> pardon me, that voted for Trump in 2016, and he lost a lot of those counties in the 2018 midterms, uh, and and that and you know that's why uh, we did we had it was a good Democratic year in our state in in the last election. So yes, it does matter. It well, let me put a finer point on it. It matters not as much as the national media thinks. Okay, because that population has diminished, but it still matters more than most people probably believe. The truth is somewhere in the middle. But absolutely, it does matter on some level. No doubt about it.
0: Steve, thank you so much. Steve Dase from The Steve Dase Show. You can uh, watch his program on Blaze TV immediately following this program every day. Uh, And he is the guy to go to when it comes to the Iowa elections. Thanks, Steve. You bet. All right. NetSuite. If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. It's just as simple as that. The difference between having a dashboard and not having one is immense. When you're trying to make real decisions as a business owner, you don't know if you can really spend that money because you don't know where you are today. You don't know what money is still to come in, how much inventory you have. You don't have everything all in one place. You don't what's happening with HR having a dashboard and knowing everything is is going to help you win that that uh, arm wrestle with an octopus And it is winnable. You just have to have the information. NetSuite by Oracle. They do it. It's a cloud-based business software system that gives you visibility and control that you need to be able to make the decisions to help your business grow. With NetSuite, you save time, money, and unnecessary headaches by managing sales, financing, accounting, orders, HR, all of it from your desktop or your phone. So know your numbers. Know your business. Try NetSuite today. Schedule your free demo today and receive their free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits, at netsuite.com beck. That's netsuite.com slash beck. Set up your free demo and get your free guide today at netsuite.com slash beck. We pause for 10 seconds. Station ID.
1: We were looking at some of the most recent polling out of Iowa, and uh, there was a poll from the Des Moines Register, which is one of the highest-ranked pollsters around, uh, that had Bernie Sanders in the lead, Warren in second, Buttigieg in third, and Biden in fourth. Uh, And, you know, it was a tight top of the ticket there between Sanders at 20 and Biden at 15, but that made a lot of news. Since then, however, there's been several more polls released, and some of them from really good pollsters that have—all of them have Biden in the lead— uh, there was one uh, today that came out, tw- uh, Biden 24, Warren 18, Buttigieg 16, Sanders 14, Klobuchar 11. She's hitting double digits now in some of these. Um, same thing uh, from yesterday, 23 for Biden, Buttigieg 17, Warren 15, Klobuchar 11, Sanders 10, which is the first time I've seen wow. Klobuchar in, in the top four. Uh, uh, but there's an interesting one from Monmouth University. Um, and Monmouth, again, is a very highly rated pollster. They asked the question two, two different ways. First, they asked the typical Iowa uh, field question, and it came out like this. Biden, 24% leading the field. Sanders at 18 and second. Buttigieg, 17 and third. Warren with 15 and fourth. Then Klobuchar at eight. Then, you know, this is when Booker is still there, yeah. Booker 4% style. So Stier. what was the question that they originally asked, the first question? The first question was just the normal one, what I just, just just described, normal poll, here's all the candidates. Okay. Then they asked it a second way, and they said, here are your four options, what do you pick? And this is something that you've talked about many, many times, about being everybody's f- second choice. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a path to victory in mm-hmm. many ways. Um, of course, uh, most people will know that, Whoop! there it is, never did hit number one. On the charts, However, I believe it was the number one song for the year. And it sat there at number two for like a zillion weeks and was beat out by some other crappy thing Um, and was number two for a million weeks and wound up being like the number one song for the year but never actually hit number one. And so I thought there was a little element of this here. So when you take all of these out, Biden leading by six in the major major one at 24%, Buttigieg in third, when they boiled it down to only four uh, uh, candidates, Biden, Buttigieg, Sanders, Warren... It came out like this, Biden at 28, Buttigieg at 25, Mm. Sanders 24, Warren 16. Wow. So to translate that, Warren picks up only one point when all of these other candidates are wiped out, okay? Uh, Sanders picks up six, Buttigieg picks up eight uh, to go all the way up to second place, and then Biden picks up four.
0: The question is, when you eliminate either Biden or Sanders... How do they jump? Because what you've done is you've you've eliminated mm-hmm. everybody else. It was probably a little more moderate than the two extremes. Mm-hmm. So, well, I mean, you know, does anybody jump to Buttigieg from Warren? Maybe anybody jump to Buttigieg uh, from Sanders? Probably not. Does anybody jump from Warren or Sanders to
1: Biden? No. Well, it's, the, the, this is sort of the lane theory of these elections where there's sort of multiple primaries being played out at the same time. Uh, and you have... And the way we've talked about it mainly, and I think it's the most dominant way, is the sort of crazy left socialist way and the just a liberal Democrat wing, right? They Most people would call that the moderate wing, though I see very little moderate out of any of these candidates that are supposedly moderate. Moderate. They're not moderate as far as the national view Constitution. Yeah. (laughs) They're all crazy leftists in this primary. However, there's a difference between obviously Sanders and uh, Warren and Steyer, who you'd put out Mm -hmm. there, and people who are, you know, the Buttigieg, the Biden, the Klobuchar. Um, But there's another way that these lanes break down, which is this sort of like uh white suburban intellectual elite wealthy mm-hmm. cul-de-sac person mm-hmm. those are biden and Warren and those well they wind up butigiet does really well there really yeah so budigieg and Warren who shouldn't necessarily share people on an idea mm-hmm. ideological uh, position mm. um at least at least in the theory of yes. this of the lanes um wind up sharing a lot of voters because they kind of have a similar profile as a candidate where uh, that's not necessarily the same as... You know, Sanders is coming at this as like a blue-collar socialism, a workers of the world unite socialism. Mm-hmm. And Warren is coming at this as a Woodrow Wilson socialism, a, a, you know, from the top down, I'm I'm an intellectual and I'll have all the plans for you sort of approach. So there, a lot of the same policies, but a different sort of messaging. But Warren you know. doesn't
0: get the, the nod in Iowa. If that's true, what you just said, Buttigieg could do quite well.
1: well and that's, you know... You kind of want to declare the Buttigieg thing over. I think there's a temptation, and I think it's very still. It's still possible. It could be over. He's not. He's not as strong. But he... think of this. Think of this. Think how much trouble
0: that party is in.
1: Yeah, because he's really the only. Up and comer in this group, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you know, I guess you could make the argument. Well, unless you are thinking up and comer, they're coming up to heaven.
0: <laughs> you know, I'll be there soon. <laughs> there is a lot of up and comers, a lot of those lot about of to them. graduate to a higher class uh, soon.
1: <laughs> uh, it is funny because you know the Democrats don't typically win with older candidates. No, um, this is you know the John Kerry sort of approach is not a very good approach for them. The, you know, Walter Mondale and the, the, like this sort of... Those sp- were spring chickens yeah, compared, compared to this. To, yeah. I mean, they're all... I mean, look, Trump's no spring chicken either. I mean, this is not a young female. No, but Trump doesn't fe- You know, like Warren, how old is Warren? She's got to be 75,
0: <laughs> 73. I don't think she... I think she's 69 no, or 70. No, she's not. She's in her 70s. Okay, we'll get... She's it. not in her comments. 70s? We're getting oh, well, ruling. then I take this back. Uh, but I was <laughs> going to say, she... She's 70, she's 70. Mm-hmm. okay. So, she doesn't seem ancient to me. Where Bernie Sanders seems like Father Time himself. Uh, Joe Biden seems like grandpa right before you take the keys away or maybe a few days after before you ship him to the nursing home. You yeah. know, <laughs> Donald Trump doesn't
1: move or walk or talk like an old guy he just doesn't and the biden thing has changed a lot remember 2012 while he i thought he was terrible in the debate he was aggressive against paul ryan he was was, he 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 was was in his 70s yeah this is now he's getting older and older
2: this is the glenbeck program
1: i want to tell you about
0: takovas there is a certain type of person walking around the the stage of their frontier if you will and, and they are a cowboy. They may not address themselves as a cowboy. They may not think they're a cowboy, but they are. They're somebody that shoots from the hip. They're somebody that's straight talking. They don't cut corners. They do what's right every time. That's why cowboys are still popular. Cowboys are still something people would strive to have that attitude of a cowboy. And that's what makes a Takovas boot completely different because it is a cowboy boot meaning they don't cut corners they do the right thing it's made by hand 200 steps to make a takovas boot and it's about half the cost of a boot similar quality because a cowboy wants a square deal so i don't care if you've ever been around a farm or a ranch or a horse or a cow cowboy boots say something about you and your personality i'm different i buck the system and i have integrity I want you to check out your new cowboy boots at
1: Tecovas, dot com slash Beck. com slash Beck. As we mentioned the day after the Iowa caucus and starting next week, preview content for Stu Does America, a new show wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube, go to stewdoesamerica.com for the links.
0: We have uh, Burgess Owens on. He is a NFL Super Bowl champion and a congressional candidate. Uh, he is uh, running. I don't even know which district is he on with us, Burgess. Hi,
3: Glenn. Yeah. Yes. Which district, district are you running? Four. Which is it? Uh, district number four. Uh, number four. Number
0: four. Number four in uh, Utah, and a b- yeah. good friend of ours, and uh, and uh, and just a really solid, solid guy. I wanted to have you on. It's Martin Luther King Day. So tell me, how old were you when Martin Luther King died?
3: Oh gosh, I was a sophomore in high school, and um, where were you living? You know, Glenn, I was in Tallahassee, Florida. We had uh, we were actually uh, at, 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 I was in a school We had integrated Ricker's High School, so we were going through a lot of that, that those, those issues on those days, and uh, pretty tumultuous times. But uh, uh, it was it was a time also where I can now reflect back. See the benefits of good men who did great things in that period, and now we're, we're living the results of that today. And if I can say, I can say this: I, I, I was looking at the search engine Bing today, B I N G, and there's a picture of uh, Jackie Robinson and his wife and his, uh, his son and a bunch of other men and women uh, marching together. And and I I, I just to highlight to people that was a I think Martin Luther King Day represents an era of good men, a respectful, uh, patriotic a God-fearing, family-oriented, entrepreneurial, and visionary. If you take a picture of that, you see the, the environment I grew up in, and I'm so proud to say that uh, that was part of that, that great uh, generation that, that taught us good things.
0: Well, there was a there was a, a different way to go, and it was the Malcolm X way. Uh, and there was, you know, the Black Panthers. A lot of people were pushing for this uh, to go towards violence. And I, I really feel, Burgess, that I don't see the Martin Luther King Um, agent of change uh, out there today? Somebody that, I mean, the left, it's crazy. The left has completely abandoned this guy because he's not radical enough.
3: Well, the left never has embraced Martin Luther King. And this is what you have to understand. Uh, What Martin Luther King in that era represented was our Judeo-Christian values that made our country great. Uh, They represented the culture that every person, every people, every group that comes here once they embrace, they succeed, and they become part of the middle class. The left has always been anti uh, 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 this 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 American culture uh, It has always been angry, it has always been uh, undermining and it, and it and what they do best is they go after our kids they they they, uh, they attack the most vulnerable which you know which are children kids that are that are that are wide open that are hopeful when they when they come them to school and and they want to do the very best and they come out feeling very angry anti-God and anti-American. So, you know, the left is doing what they're doing best. And unfortunately, we've allowed them to uh, weave their way into my great community. And what you see in that picture is no longer what we see today. We don't see respectful men and women marching and talking and and, and articulating themselves in a very intelligent way. Um, We don't see that because the left, again, has has, has taken us in a different direction.
0: So Donald Trump is, we're looking at, I think, 3.9 percent unemployment. Um, best unemployment since the 1960s, best unemployment for African Americans of all time. Um, and I have seen African Americans. Candace Owen is going to be on my, uh, on my TV show tonight. Uh, this is the first time we're ever, uh, we're ever going to be doing something together. And I have a ton of respect for her. She has really grown yes. into a remarkable individual. Um, yes. but it, that's, that is the, um, the things that I'm starting to see, and maybe it's because I'm living in my white world with white privilege, but I'm starting to see African Americans break out, be themselves, not just be, uh, you know, uh, uh, I hate to use this phrase, but it's accurate a slave to the Democratic Party doing whatever yeah. they tell them to do. Is yeah. that real? <laughs> it's
3: real. And first of all, t- please tell Candace the Fellow. She's become a good friend of mine. and yeah, she's and I'll great. Uh, uh, Glenn, when I think of this, and when I was 30 years old, I, had, I wasn't even coming close to having the wisdom, the courage, the insight that that, uh, that young lady has. And she represents this new, uh, this new generation that's waking up. And I'll, I'll say this, that the greatest presence of President Obama was he was such a lousy president that America is now saying, whatever happened, hope and change. What happened to the promises that not only is this black savior is going to give us, but the Democratic Party has been promising us for the last 30, 40 years. So, yes, we are not only waking up, we are, we are advocating strongly come off this plantation. We have more and more black Americans now wearing a MAGA hats. And, and I, I was talking to Sarah Carter the other day and I asked the audience, you ever see a black American with a MAGA, a MAGA hat on, please go up and shake his hand and say thank you because they are on the front line. These are the guys these are people, men and women, old and young, that say, you know what, I can care less what people call me. I can care less what the, quote, uh, means of our community are, are right now, what they, what they want us to believe. We are now saying we're going to run off this plantation, not only bring our kids back and our community back, but make sure the rest of America realizing do not trust these people. What they have done to us for the last 60, 70 years is exactly what they're trying to do in our country. So I'm, I'm very proud, number one. Of our, of our country over, overall, but I'm extremely proud of a president who is standing up against these elitists and has done a great job. And again, I was one of those guys that was very reluctant uh, four years ago, but when I saw the, uh, three years ago, when I saw the promise, uh, the, the new deal, the promise, of new deal for urban America, I saw those 10 tenants that President, that candidate Trump had put together, I said, if, if only he does this, he'll be worth it to me. He's done that and more. And thank goodness America is coming together to be proud again of who we are. And we can uh, have this conversation that we're going across getting past this racial thing that the left has been driving us toward uh, for for the last few decades.
0: As we're looking at the impeachment now, uh, the hearings start uh, tomorrow. Earlier on the program, we had Alan Dershowitz uh, talking about it, um, and he's getting his head handed to him. Here's a liberal Democrat who didn't vote for Trump. Um, and, and in fact, wrote his book about impeachment, and the original name of the book was "The Impeachment of Hillary Clinton," because he thought people would impeach Hillary Clinton. And it turned out to be Donald Trump. Um, uh, what are your thoughts going forward here on this this impeachment?
3: Okay. Well, first of all, uh, the, the campaign that I put together, Glenn, um, is based on four tenets. That was given to us by Booker T. Washington: hand, heart, hand, uh, head, heart, hands, and home education, God, industry, and family. What we're doing now, we're seeing the fact that when godless, a godless ideology takes over, which is what the socialists and Marxists are, they could care less about rule of law, they can care about what's fair, and they would turn on their own because they really care more about power than any type of loyalty. So this is what people have to recognize. Take God out of the picture and you get to- total evil. And what we're dealing with, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not talking about people. I mean, there are people who adhere to this evil. But more more important is it's an ideology that nowhere in the history of mankind has ever done anything but given misery, hopelessness, and anger. So what's happening now is we have a president who's giving our country the best society, the best economy we've ever experienced, jobs, um, entrepreneurship. Like 400 percent of, our, of uh, black entrepreneurship in, in the first two years. Wow. Uh, women working like crazy. I mean, it's across the board. It's never been, been this way, and the left has never been more angry, because the, the people, we the people, are not miser- or miserable. They are not—they don't have the power. So President Trump is slowly but surely pulling back the curtain, first of all, to realize how insidious these people have been for a long, long time. And not only that, but realizing that, you know, we can have a very happy society that's based on harmony and, and looking at each other this out, and we can have our kids excited about our future. And those are things that they have—they hate with—with with, with everything that, that they're all about, and uh, and so they're trying to destroy him because of it. So it's, it's going to be very obvious. I think, to think that most, most Americans, those who are fair, and I think that's what most Americans are—they're fair and they just want people to keep their word. Keep it that simple. Uh-huh. And uh, because he's doing that, uh, they are losing power, and uh, they don't see it because they have no wisdom because there's no God in their in their, in their purview. So we're gonna to continue to to move forward and, and get our country back and I'm very, very excited about being part of that process.
1: Burgess, we'd like to give the uh, web address for people to come and uh, help your campaign. However, we can't do that unless we get a Super Bowl pick. Chiefs 49ers.
3: <laughs> well listen, I'm a, I'm a Philadelphia guy like like you are. So mm-hmm. you know I gotta go with Andy. And yes. he's a great classy, classic guy.
0: He really and, is. I'm
3: at a point now. I'm at a point now where our group root of teams based on coaches. So, for the last few years, if the Raiders haven't been close, it's always been Kansas City because Andy Reid is a first class individual. So, by the way, my, my website is, is Burgess for the four tenants for And if I can say this for those, for those in the audience, it's not just Utah. The values we have here are those four tenants I mentioned. And it's time for us to take those values back to D.C. instead of letting D.C. come here. And because it's the most important seat, one of the one top seats in this country, the Democrats need to have this seat to keep the power. We need to have the seat to get back our, get back our country. So America's cross the board. Please support me in this process to so get our country back at
0: BurgessForUtah.com. Thanks a lot, Burgess. Appreciate it. Burgess Owens, you, uh, you bet, NFL Super Bowl champion. And I think he beat uh, the Eagles, didn't he? Didn't he? I think he was part, part, of, part uh, of that team that took down the Eagles.
1: One of the reasons I will never vote for the man. he's gonna be great he'll be great he'd be great i really like him he has Uh,
0: he has guts and then some he does and you know what's amazing is uh candace owens is the same he's exactly right about candace on uh i didn't have half the guts or intelligence that she has now and there are a lot of people like that that we were not you know when you were 20 when i was 20 we were asleep at the switch because no, we weren't being pushed anywhere. I mean, it was, like, great. Everything was
1: fine. I barely so. woke up to make it into the place where the switch was. Right. I didn't even have
0: a switch. Yeah. I didn't even know where the switch was. <laughs> uh, and uh, and now these people are being awakened, you know, 10, 12, 13 years old, and they are remarkable. And Candace, don't miss tonight's show. Candace is one of those people. I think she's. I think when she's 35, she should run for president. She's that. I think she has made that much progress in just the last two years. You know, I've watched her before, and I've been like, okay, she's really good, and I really like her, but she's kind of weak over here and here and here. She is cracking those books, man. Hmm. She is really remarkable. Anyway, Candace sure. Owens, tonight, Blaze TV, 5 o'clock. You don't want to miss it. All right. Buy one, get one free. This is the best because you're kind of like, Really? All right, uh, sure, you kind of feel like you're almost sticking it to the man. And even though I'm not a stick-it-to-the-man kind of guy, especially if that is Mike Lindell, uh, I like it. It's MyPillow.com. Mike Lindell's company is MyPillow, and he so appreciates what you've done to help build his company that he wants to wants you to know that he's giving you the biggest discounts and the best prices he's ever given. He, uh, he wants to say thank you in a big way, and with his Giza Dream Sheets, it's two for one. Two for one. They're made from the world's best cotton, ultra soft, breathable, durable. You're going to love these. They come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. So if you're a sheet snob like I am, oh, my gosh, these are like sandpaper. Uh, You're going to love the Giza Dream Sheets. I love them. Get one and get the second set free. Also, deep discounts on all other MyPillow products. Enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117. 800-966-3117. Get them now. MyPillow.com. Promo code BECK. You're listening to... Welcome to the uh, program, boy. I, I have to tell you, my wife comes home tomorrow night. Oh, thank God. <laughs> you know... Sure, it, she's just as thrilled. No, she probably not. Um, <laughs> because, honey, it's a disaster area. I mean, I think my primary job when my wife is gone is just to keep my children
1: alive. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree? That's it. Okay. No keep other my responsibilities. Remember to feed them. Yeah, I mean, if it, well, that works with the keeping them alive thing. If you don't feed them and they stay alive, and it doesn't I matter. I say that them.
0: they are teenagers, so they got to remember that stuff their their yeah. own self, you yeah. know. Uh, take care of the essentials. Make sure there are no wolves in the house. Yeah, it shouldn't be stray, random. Wolves. M- marauding. Yes, anything. Oh, yeah. Really. Yes. Okay, keep them safe, keep them alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, keep the c- clothes you know clean and and they're
1: Oops. at school and- borderline yeah but like this school is is a good one try to get them there right on the do, days they're supposed to be okay, there. you have lower standards than i do i believe i disagree i think we are at that point of look this is this is it You, when you are put in this position, and your wife is away doing whatever she's doing,
0: so it's not like she's having a picnic. She's been in the hospital with my father-in-law.
1: I know she's got a really good reason
0: for the last week. And meanwhile, my daughter at the same time
1: went into the hospital for brain surgery it's been a very difficult stressful couple of weeks for you yes and that's why and you her. have to let go of these side items you've been worrying about yeah like, i see what? i don't think laundry is a side item. oh i think it is I, you, can, you can't wear I, dirty I, no, clothes
0: it's not possible it's possible but then my wife comes home tomorrow night to a
1: gigantic pile of her family's laundry oh, she's gonna be she's gonna be thrilled that. No, she, that's she all is. she's coming no, back to <laughs> She, you, well, she's, she's coming, coming back to a lot more. What percentage of the house did you burn down? Mm, down? Burn it down to the ground? None. I mean, she's yeah. gonna be thrilled, <laughs> right? This is the, the, right. All you can do, no. is maintain the very basics of life. So in this is what this, this this actually an argument that
0: started like at seven o'clock this morning between Stu and I. He said. I said, man, this weekend I've, I've, t- we took down all the Christmas decorations and tried to, c- and I just can't keep track of every. I can't multitask at the house like my wife can, you know. And I think it's just because of not lack of skill. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can multitask, but I just don't sure. know. There's no. It's like, uh, you know, getting into an airplane and somebody saying, "Oh, it's your turn to fly here," you know. Here's a list of things you should do.
1: Right, but this is the problem with you is like you're you're the, you've been thrown into the pilot seat. And you're like, "Well, let me make sure the beverage service is still going." Like I, the, <laughs> no. these these things are side items. You try to keep the, the anything you can to keep the the the, the house in uh, standing order, meaning it's standing up, and the kids <laughs> uh, uh, as well also standing up. I think there's a little more than. That. Here's the thing.
0: I think I'm not sure. Because I would have completely panicked if they were both four and five years old. Would have panicked. But they're teenagers. You don't leave a parent alone. And I'm not unarmed, but I am unwilling to use them on my own children at this point. I just want the kids to know that. There is a caveat there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't leave a parent alone with teenagers. That's not right. It's not right. It's not right. Again, they whatever you they...
1: whatever you try to do in this situation is only going to make things worse. You need to come to that realization, and then just don't do things. You are a lazy husband. I'm lazy? I'm to lazy. I'm trying to help. I'm trying to help you. Lazy, lazy husband. And that's saying you something know because she's, I'm a lazy husband. All the crap you did, she's going to come back and say, "Oh, you did this wrong. You did this wrong. You did this wrong. You're going to fail." <sighs> True. <laughs>